seeing South American immigrants who have chosen to stay here. I think the United States could do a lot better to welcome people into their country. So today we're coming to you from Panama, just outside of actually Panama, if you want to pronounce it correctly. We're just outside the capital city, about an hour outside of the capital city of Panama. And it's uh, sort of coming home for me because I haven't been home in about two years since COVID started with the different restrictions that were going on and just my own health concerns, having asthma and everything else. So this is the first time that I get to come back home. I found it very different, but at the same time, following along with what's been going on with immigration. And as the country opens up and businesses start coming back and the tourists start coming back, you're also seeing another type of migrant or immigrant coming into Panama. With that said, you still have the flow of migrants that are coming from South America through Colombia, most of them going through Necocli, Colombia, and then into Panama to do that long crossing that is the Darien Gap. One of those people that did not have to do the Darien Gap crossing is Laura Jesse uh, from San Antonio, Texas. Laura Jesse and her husband now live in Panama City. And we're speaking with Laura today to start off these podcasts because Laura was also a journalist for about five years in San Antonio, but much longer amount of time was spent uh, doing communications. And the last job was for the county judge in Bear County in San Antonio, Texas. And Laura and I are going to have a conversation here about what it is to be living in Panama and seeing the migratory path that many people, the Cubans, the Venezuelans, Colombians, Haitians, Africans, Chinese are taking. And then also herself being an immigrant to Panama, she and her husband have now retired here in this new segment of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. Laura, Jesse, how are you? Thank you for joining us from Panama. I never thought I would be interviewing you from Panama. <laughs> never in a million yes, years. Yes, thank you for having me, Yami. How it's, has it it's been wonderful going? to connect with you again. It's wonderful to connect with you. Let me ask you, I mean, for so many years, you, we've heard of everything going on and, you know, the migration pattern that started the new route that people were taking. But at the same time, people like you are now becoming immigrants to Panama to stay. So tell us how, how you decided to come here out of all the places you could have gone to in the world. Sure. So we, uh, my husband and I um, were living in a little town on the Texas coast. We'd actually left San Antonio in 2018. Um, and I was working remotely for a public relations and advertising agency in San Antonio from the Texas coast. Uh, so it was, it was pre-pandemic, but, um, you know, a, a whole, f I guess, storm of, of things happened in our lives. Um, my husband is a disabled veteran and had multiple surgeries within a two-year period after we've moved to the coast that were all related to his service injuries. Um, and he he got his VA disability increased to 100% because of those surgeries and, and the injuries. And so we started looking around the world, um, literally around the world, of where we could 
live comfortably on that. And if I needed to, I would only have to work freelance mm -hmm. or part-time or, you know, not at all. Um, and so, you know, this was, this was probably about a two-year process that we went through of just researching country after country after country. And we landed in Panama because of a lot of factors, but the one was, it is extremely stable politically, economically, and it was good to see these countries through the lens of a pandemic, right? Because for a long time, we thought Costa Rica was it. But Costa Rica has a lot of um, crime of opportunity based on the pandemic because they're so reliant on uh, tourism. And in Panama, you have the canal, you have international trade and finance and a lot of things keeping the economy afloat and without going on and on and on. That's pretty much how we ended up here was just looking at stability economically and politically. And then also what, and of course, distance to our family back in Texas and the United States. And if I needed to hop on a plane and get back to San Antonio quickly, it's four or five hours. It's, you know, not a, a day and a half of travel for me. Happiness. So. What is it? A mm -hmm. happiness skip away? <laughs> it is a happiness skip. I mean, it's straight up to Houston and then Houston to San Antonio. It's not bad at all. So Laura, like I said, you know, for many years, you were a reporter, a journalist. Tell me coming here, and you've heard, you know, everything that was going on with immigration, how people were going through the Darien gap. Now being here and seeing this from a different perspective, share that with us. Sure. So a lot of the, and I think, I think Panama has a, a really rich history of many cultures and people descending on it, mainly because of the canal, right? And so you find like a, a large Asian influence here and of course, South American. And a lot of the immigrants that I've met, you know, outside of the, the American Western expat community are Venezuelan. I think, you know, that there's, there are obviously a, a lot of people that just see Panama as a place to pass through on their way to the United States. And one of the things I read before we actually came here was about the Panamanian government trying to help the immigration crisis between here and the United States by offering ways for people to stay here in Panama. Um, so a lot of the, the immigrants that I've met are Venezuelan, and they actually don't have any desire to go continue the journey to the United States. You know, they're finding work here. Um, there was a dog walker that we met one of our very first days here. Um, and he, you know, stopped and talked to us for a long time and, and just loved how peaceful and kind of politically quiet Panama is. And, you know, I asked him, there's a lot of people that want to continue the journey up to the United States. And he said, no, no, I had, you know, my sister was here. She had come from Venezuela, stayed in Panama. He came to visit her and actually got trapped by the pandemic. And then was like, I'm just going to stay here. I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to Venezuela and I don't want to go to the United States. So um, that's kind of what I see here. And I mean, you know, I'm just going to say it out outright. I'm not kidding myself thinking that I'm experiencing Panama <laughs> when I live in Panama City in a high rise. But I think that, you know, the, the country itself is trying to do what it can 
to either help people on their journey through the country, or if they want to stay here, help them find um, a way to stay here and be successful. One of the things that I noticed, especially reporting from the border in Del Rio and Eagle Pass down in the valley was the amount of people that told me that they had crossed through Panama. And, you know, being born here, and I can tell you, it brought tears to my eyes to hear people say the most humane treatment that we received in our journey was in Panama, where they treated us like human beings, where they gave us medical care if we needed it, where they looked at us like we were still human beings and not animals. And that, that made me feel good, you know, about where yeah. I was raised part of my life, you know, that people are still seen as human beings. Sure. For you, and what's your experience with that here? Well, quite frankly, one of the reasons that, that David and I decided to come here um, after going through all of his, you know, medical, his surgeries and whatnot in the United States. And, you know, granted he has, he has VA care, so it was not out of pocket for us, but I think it was really eye-opening for us to see that a simple surgery could bankrupt us, you know, as professionals with two, two full careers, we could, if, if we had to pay out of pocket for any of that, or even on insurance, it would have been, you know, incredibly expensive. But coming down here and experiencing the medical care in Panama, the other thing that we really appreciate is the medical professionals are actually invested in us as patients. They're not invested in us as an insurance payout. They're not looking at us as, what am I going to get from insurance or is insurance going to cover this? They're looking at us as a human being that they took an oath to care for in their profession. Um, so that was a really big thing. And that, and that kind of ties into what you were saying, you know, with the, um, even immigrants passing through. Yeah, you can, you can seek medical care. You can seek anything that you need here in Panama. And nobody's going to question, you know, do you have the means to do this or what am I going to get out of it? Like they're, they're really just, it's, it, you know, you know, yummy. These <laughs> Panamanians are beautiful people. They're just very welcoming. And, you know, my Spanish is terrible, but everybody, as long as I'm trying, you know, to, to fit in and, and to learn the language and the culture, Everybody's just very warm and welcoming. So I kind of see, you know, where people may begin the journey somewhere in South America or even, you know, like Haiti and coming through South America up, you know, through Central into the United States, um, how they may end up staying here. It's a very cosmopolitan place. It's a very multicultural place. And I think um, it's just, it's welcoming and I, I love it here. And it's, to an extent, it's a tale of two cities. You guys are coming in as Americans moving here to Panama, you know, and the process that they're coming through, it's a little different, but still being treated humanely. Um, let me ask you, for you to be going through the whole, being an immigrant here, which has to be <laughs> odd, being an American, what has that process been like? What have you had to do to be able to migrate to Panama? And do you think that's a lot easier than, you know, trying to migrate to the United States? So we are, there's many ways to legally migrate into Panama. And one that we had 
And this is what we looked at in every place that we looked around the world. Um, how easy was it to legally do this process and, and financially feasible? Because quite frankly, some countries wanted you to make like a $300,000 investment in what I don't know. But, you know, that was so for us, we just had to prove um, that we had a certain level of um, because we're going for a pension pensionado visa. So we had to prove that we have a certain level of income from a pension, which the VA disability that my my husband has earned covers that. Um, for people who are, you know, say digital nomads, I think there was a special visa for them. Um, and so it just really depends on kind of where you are in life and, and what you're able to do. But, um, for us, our expense in this really is just lawyers fees and it's still incredibly affordable. And, um, we started that process before we left the United States. Um, and then once we got here, we got a temporary visa that holds us for six months while we go through the process. And we actually just got word last week that we're in final review um, with the Panamanian government. So we should have, um, we should either know whether we're getting our pensionado visa pretty soon, or if we need to go get more paperwork from the United States to, to back up our, back up our case. But yeah. either way, it's been, it's been relatively painless. And, you know, to be honest, I have a friend in, in San Antonio that does immigration law. And I can just say that I have never met my attorney face-to-face here. <laughs> and some people may be horrified. I think that's a good thing. Like, you know, it's such an easy process that he just submits paperwork, sets up an appointment for us, an assistant meets us, we get our photo taken, boom, we're done. And then we wait. Um, whereas, you know, based on the stories that I hear from my my friend who does immigration law, it's it's way more involved and the US government doesn't make it easy. And, you know, people fight to get into America, of course. So it's yes. it shouldn't you know, be incredibly easy, but I also don't think it needs to be as difficult as it is. Laura, do you want to leave people with any thoughts? Um, I, I think that as Americans, um, you know, we tend to have a very closed worldview. And I think that, you know, people in this whole immigration debate, especially along the Texas border, um, I think people really need to kind of take a step out of, of their privilege and really look at why somebody is, is wanting to make it into their country and why they would go through the trek that you just described through the Dadian gap, which just terrifies me alone all the way through countries that are just rife with, you know, gang activity and, and all of that to seek something better. And I think that, um, America, you know, having experienced Panama's open arms, not just for me, but, you know, seeing, seeing South American immigrants who have chosen to stay here. Um, I think the United States, United States could do a lot better to welcome people into their country. Yeah. Well, and with that said, you know, of course, we're, all of these countries are nations of law. And I think also September 11th had a lot to do with what we do and how we do it. And I know Panama from going to the Darien Gap or going to the foot of the Darien Gap and watching American uh, 
the federal government, federal agencies work at the border. People, they do biometrics, they run them through Interpol, they do all the checks and balances, and the United States is helping Panama with that before they're transported more than eight hours away to the border with Costa Rica. So mm -hmm. there's still some help there on that end. Nobody wants to, you know, know that a terrorist went through their country and killed sure. people in the United States. So sure. I that part of it, I think they also do their part. Well, Laura, thank you for joining us and continue enjoying the wonderful weather and the wonderful food in Panama. And I hope your, your immigration uh, dreams come true soon with your immigration <laughs> papers being done here in Panama. Thank you. I love it here. It's for Sinclair Broadcasting. I'm Jamie Virgen, and thank you for joining us and be on the lookout for our next edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight for the southern border.